My next guest is a culture and politics commentator whose new book, Son of Elsewhere, a memoir of pieces about is about his journey as a Sudanese immigrant arriving in Kingston, Ontario. Alamine Abdel Mahmoud, welcome to the program. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. How's it going? I'm doing great. I I tremendously enjoyed your book. Uh, and when I got it, I thought it would be something different than it was. I thought perhaps that this would be a story of overt racism and rejection, but it's different. It's much more nuanced. What you've written about here is about trying to find your own way. Why? Maybe I'll start with this. What does it mean to identify as an Oreo? Well, uh, an Oreo is, uh, I would not describe it as a term of endearment, um, but it is a term that is often applied to, um, you know, the reference is that you're supposed to be black on the outside, white on the inside. Um, and it's often applied to black people who grow up in very suburban, relatively white settings. Um, and which is to say like their aesthetics, their tastes in general um, are closer to white people than they are to, to black people. Um, it is most often, you know, used as sort of a, a term of criticism. But for me, when I sort of encountered this term, I thought it was a compliment. I thought it was a compliment because, you know, I was born in Sudan. I grew up um, in Khartoum and then I moved to Kingston when I was 12. Um, and, you know, by the time that I get called Oreo, I was like, oh, like I'm winning. Like I'm convincing them that I'm like one of them. Um, and I thought that was sort of like a victory. And so I, for, for, for some time, I, I wore that as a, as a badge. And I kind of look back at that period now kind of strangely with awe, with sympathy, I guess, and also with surprise. That you look back on it with sympathy, I think, is what interests me somewhat as I, I look mm. at it because you... You you could dismiss that earlier version of yourself, but you you really examine why it is that you went down that path so much, so far that you actually adopted a different name. I did. I uh, uh, when one other fellow high school student sort of jokingly one day calls me Stan, um, I decide that you know what that's going to be my name for some time, and so for probably about four years of my life, I introduce myself to new people as Stan. And part of that was, um, you know, wanting to not be a nuisance, in a sense, which is to say, I'm an immigrant, I, my name is Elamine, when people are, you know, begin to ask what, what my name is, um, it's going to be difficult for them to get, I don't want to be any kind of trouble, you know, and so Stan was just simpler and easier. And I guess when I say I look back at that period with, with sympathy, um, what I mean to say is, I'm trying to connect to that kid, that kid version of myself and what he needed. And what he needed was to become as invisible as possible because I couldn't really speak English very well. Um, so that was something very obvious about me. I felt very self-conscious about that. Um, I was um, a black man in a predominantly white town. I felt self-conscious about that. And I think I did the best that I could do to disappear or at least make those identities not as, um, you know, not as inflamed sort of points um, and calling myself Stan, you, you know, seeing the word Oreo as a compliment, those were all part and parcel of that, of, of sort of trying your best to belong, even if that belonging means momentarily, you know, sort of disappearing yourself. When, when you came to a point where you left all of that behind or decided to begin that process, yeah. Were you able to still find a sense of belonging, even though you rejected that previous version of yourself? 
I think so, but it took time. It took time to sort of come to grips with my own relationship to my blackness, which is going to be different than the idea of North American blackness, because you know I, I come from a land that has its own history and relationship with blackness. And so it was in diving into that history that I sort of began to be able to locate myself. Um, same thing with my, you know, I grew up Muslim. I am a Muslim man, um, but also trying to identify what that means in post 9-11 North America um, took me some time. Uh, at, so as I, I guess like the theme here is time. With time, you sort of look back at the things that you did to contort your identity and begin to, um, I, I guess, like disentangle them, disentangle them and, and make peace with I did that because I needed to do that at the time, but I don't need to do that. Anymore. So what is it that I need to do now? And that's what this book is. It's sort of connecting the threads of then to now. One of the things that stood on me as a, as a kid that was raised in a very strict Christian house, household is yeah. how, how your parents were like, yeah, you can hang out with the white Christian kids. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, they felt safe with them. They felt, <laughs> but you know, when my parents were looking around, like, look, I don't really know what's going on with all of this Canada business, but like they're Christian. So we at least sort of understand what they're about. Um, so for that, like that became kind of a doorway for my parents to let me um, spend some time hanging out with the other Christian kids. <laughs> Elamid, I appreciate your time and I, I, congratulations on the new book. It's great. Thanks again. Oh, thank, thank you so much, man. Thank you for having me. That's Elamine Abdul Mahmoud, who is the author of Son of Elsewhere, a memoir of pieces. It is out now. There are also some excerpts and an excellent essay in the Globe and Mail and a great piece in the Star, too, over the weekend, all looking at the book. If you want to read further about that or pick up the book, that's, that's interesting. One of the things he writes about is he writes about when he first comes to Canada, just the awe at the 401. And sometimes what I love about, you know, the, the, a book like this uh, is it gives you a different perspective. Obviously, I've grown here, grown up here. And, you know, to me, it's like, well, that's just the that's just a highway off ramp. But uh, to a young kid from Sudan, that seemed to be an, an incredible feat, something that he hadn't seen before. And it's just interesting to get a different perspective. And I enjoyed that conversation a lot.